Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Steven, and this is the Storytime channel. We've got some entitled parent stories, so let's jump right into our first story of the day by Rex Caliber. Entitled mom can't accept that her three-year-old child isn't a prodigy. Hey, yeah. Last week, I started a job as a teacher. Perfect ground for finding entitled parents. Here's some background to start off with. I teach English to children, and while the school accepts children between 18 months and 12 years, my students are between the ages of 2 and 5. The school I work at only teaches English and has different levels based on your child's ability, where the teacher can use discretion to decide if the child can go faster or needs to slow down. Because of the coronavirus, the school also has mostly one-on-one -on -one lessons now, but because things are getting better where I am, the school also allows physical classes instead of online-only classes. I have this kid, we'll call him D. He's a three-year-old boy with a local Chinese father and a mother who is traditionally Chinese. Where I live, English is the primary language of most people, though the command of English is a little skewed with plenty of slang. D's father could speak in Mandarin to his wife, our entitled mother. Entitled mother, however, could not speak any English at all and was Mandarin speaking only. This is where problem number one is. While I am local Chinese, I only grew up with English speaking parents and grandparents, which meant I have almost no command of Mandarin, even though I studied it as a second language for 12 years. Once I was out of school, my brain wrung out any knowledge of Mandarin like water out of a sponge. I can speak it at a barely conversational level, but can't explain anything in depth. The second lesson D came for was also my first day working there. While I was briefed on Entitled Mother as she had been the one to sign D up for the lessons, I was informed by my coworker that D's father would be the one dropping him off and picking him up. This was good news for me because when we let the child go at the end of the lesson, we take a few minutes to go through with the parents slash guardians on what the child learned, what they did well, and what they can improve on, along with any recommendations for them like speeding up or slowing down. It's hard for me to explain any of that in Mandarin, so if Dee's father was the one coming to pick him up, then talking to him was simple. Unfortunately for me, that was absolutely not the case. On Dee's first lesson with me, Entitled Mother was the one to drop him off. He's only three years old, so we were doing a foundation class with him where we basically teach him one letter per hour-long class. How to say and write it, what sound the letter makes, and some simple words that start with said letter. Given that that was his first time seeing me, he was almost entirely unresponsive to anything I said. He kept trying to go out and find Entitled Mother, would want me to open the door, and when I wouldn't because he couldn't just be running off, he'd try to shove his fingers in the gap in the door. He would not repeat after me or mimic my actions and overall did not manage to learn much. I did manage to get him to say the four words that started with the letter B, but that was about all we managed to do in that hour. For all my Southeast Asian people out there, 
you know how our parents can be. You all also know traditional Chinese parents are even worse, and Entitled Mother was just horrid. When I let D out to go back to Entitled Mother, she was at first cordial, asking how he did in the class and what he learned. I explained to her that because this was D's first lesson with me, he wasn't as responsive, but that he did manage to say the four B words taught to him. Now, during classes, we have four flashcards with the words they're supposed to learn, and we give these cards to the parents to keep in case they want to revise with their child at home. I prefer to give the cards to the kids to hold to reinforce that it's their responsibility to keep the cards safe. Plus, it helps them develop their motor skills when they have to hold stuff. When I gave D his flashcards, Entitled Mother snatched it out of his hand and immediately pointed to the first one, Bubbles, demanding loudly for him to say the word. Since D was no longer in an environment where it was just me and him, he clammed up and wouldn't say anything. Entitled Mother saw that as my failure. Cue our first terrible conversation. You already know who Entitled Mother and D are and me is, I don't need to explain that. This conversation was in Mandarin with me speaking in broken Mandarin. As a side note, I can understand Mandarin but can't speak it. Another side note, parents aren't allowed to be in the classroom during lesson time. What does this card say? D says nothing. Entitled mother jabbing her finger into the card. What does it say? When D doesn't respond, I get a death glare from entitled mother. Why doesn't he know how to say it? What do I pay you for? Ma'am, since this was his first lesson with me, I think he was shy and we didn't manage to get far in the material today. I assure you that... What do I pay you for? I sent him here so he could learn English. Entitled Mother glares at D and demands that he says bubbles again, but D is entirely clammed up and just shakes his head. Look ma'am, you need to understand that it was his first time seeing me and he's three years old. He was able to copy what I said during class and pointed the pictures associated with the words. Then why can't he say it? D, tell me what this card says. Possibly because we're no longer in a quiet environment where it's just him with a teacher? He should warm up to me soon within the next class or two and become more receptive to the lessons. I'm sorry if the class today wasn't up to your standards, but please understand it is his first time with me. Entitled Mother snorts in my comment, grabs D and stalks off. I share some words with my co-workers, mostly us complaining about Entitled Mother and my mentor confirming that she was just like that during D's very first lesson at the school with her. That concluded my first time meeting Entitled Mother, but oh no, we're not quite done. Now it's time for today's lesson. She was even more horrible this time. She showed up 10 minutes late, thankfully with D's father too, and released D into my care. Today I taught him the letter C including the words car, cat, cow, and crab. He was a lot more receptive now that I figured out that he was more into physical actions and was able to say all four words, plus match the words to the pictures. The class itself was fun, but releasing him to his parents was not. Since Dee's dad was around, I spoke to him almost exclusively. I explained to him that Dee was doing well and became a lot more receptive to me and my lessons, but struggled with his penmanship since he couldn't get a good grip on a crayon and had a very light touch, so his movements were shaky. I also explained that he struggled to say car sometimes since he mixed it up with how it sounded with cow, but Dee's dad was very understanding. I recommended he guide Dee in how to properly hold a pencil at home, and Dee's dad relayed all this in Mandarin to Entitled Mother. 
Entitled Mother looked pissed at me when Dee's dad mentioned to her my comments about Dee not being able to hold a crayon properly, but said nothing. The school also gives the child the activity book to bring home, and Dee's book today had a page with a car drawing you cut out. My coworker had cut out the entire page so she could cut out the car itself with ease, and the car was colored in by Dee. Entitled Mother only noticed the bit of the page that was still in the book and blew her fuse. Where is this page? How can you give him such a terrible book, huh? Where is the page? Why did you give my son something so terribly made? Ma'am, the page was cut out because there's a paper car cutout we needed to use. Here, the car is right here. I flipped the book over to the front page where Dee's messily colored car cutout was tucked between the cover and the first page. Entitled Mother's rage subsided a little, but she gave me the nastiest death glare. Oh, so he couldn't even color it properly. Hmm. I wonder why I'm even paying you when you can't teach D how to color a picture. Let me say, teaching children how to hold a pencil is not my job. It is the parents' duty and if they only expect them to practice for an hour every Saturday, that's their problem. Sounds nasty, but it's true. At this point, I'm exclusively speaking to D's dad and barely even looking at Entitled Mother. Entitled Mother has also gone back to jabbing her finger at the flashcards, demanding that D say what the words are. Entitled Mother, shaking the car flashcard in D's face, say it, say what this word is. D is visibly stressed, clutching his toy car and staring at Entitled Mother but saying nothing. I decide to intervene. Me pointing at D's toy car in his hands, D, do you know what that is? D immediately flashes me a big grin. D says car. I clap for him and give him a high five, offering Entitled Mother a smile that only makes her scowl deeper. Pretty sure her muzzle lines and crow's feet are permanent now. I also notice that any time Entitled Mother talks, Dee's dad looks at her with such tiredness in his eyes, like he's regretting his marriage now. I finish explaining to Dee's dad all my recommendations for him to practice his penmanship at home. He thanks me while Entitled Mother grabs Dee's wrist and yanks him off, stalking off like she's some femme fatale. The school admin apologizes to me for even convincing Entitled Mother to sign Dee up, saying he knew she was going to be trouble during the sign-up process. I just say it's fine, pack up and leave. Now three hours later, I'm sitting here writing this, thinking if Entitled Mother keeps her trash behavior up, she's going to grow up with a son that hates her. Can't believe I have to see Entitled Mother every Saturday now. I hope she pulls D out, even though I love him dearly. Entitled Mother is just going to keep making trouble every single week and find some reason to throw a crap storm. Sorry if this got too long and thanks for reading. Being a teacher is just a great place for finding entitled mothers like this, and I'm sure I'll have something new next week when I see her again. I feel for OP, but I also feel majorly for D in this situation because they're just a three-year-old kid. Let me ask you guys, if you were this teacher, would you stick it out for D just because it's not D's fault, it's all the entitled mother that's perpetuating the issues here? Let me know if you think it would be worth it to stick it out just knowing that you're trying to help D become better at learning English. Let me know in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by the male Mary Poppins. I'm entitled to see my kids. I don't care if they're terrified of me. Just quickly before I get on with the story, I have the permission of the mother to post this here. It was her suggestion as she doesn't have Reddit but wants the story shared. The cast. Me is me. Mary is the mother of three great kids and my employer slash friend. Dylan is the oldest child, nine years old. Max is the middle child, six years old. Sally is the youngest child, three years old. 
and Kyle is their awful entitled father slash Mary's ex-husband. This happened over a month ago, but I'm just getting around to posting it here. Now, on with the story. So, Mary hired me as a live-in nanny around three years ago when Sally was around six months old. Kyle, her ex-husband, had left her and the children not long after his daughter was born. He had been cheating on Mary for years and didn't give a crap about those kids. He's had loads of failed relationships since they split up and is currently married. Unhappily, if their social media posts are anything to go by. This guy is a piece of work. He had a habit of showing up every now and then to act like the perfect father. Usually when he didn't have a romantic partner, only to drop them when he found a girlfriend, acting as if his children didn't exist. Honestly, I was glad when the kids didn't see him. They were terrified of him and he treated them like dirt if he was in a bad mood. He could go from talking about going to Disneyland with them to telling them he hated them in a matter of minutes. Mary and I were quick to defuse the situation whenever this happened, but we weren't always there. There had been a custody battle, and though Mary has full custody, he was granted visitation rights. Kyle is just generally a not-so-nice father. He full-on screamed at Max for wetting the bed when he was four years old. The poor little thing was terrified that I would do the same after the way his dad reacted. He tried to hide it for a while because of how humiliated he felt. Anyone that has slash works with kids will know that you never make a child feel ashamed of accidents. Kyle even went as far as bringing it up in front of a few of Max's friends. He yelled at Dylan when he was seven because the little one didn't want to go with him. This was after he'd verbally abused a lady in a shop because they didn't sell a video game he was going to buy for his precious boys. Meaning he was going to pretend it was for the boys but would never actually let them play it. Kyle even went as far as saying that he wished Dylan had never been born. He was also bad for shouting at Sally when she was being fussy. You know, like she's supposed to be because she's a darn toddler. Actually a baby at the time he had frequent visits. He once used his spare key, the one he was supposed to give back to Mary, to sneak into the house and take back the PlayStation he'd bought for the boys. Why should I buy things for brats that don't even want to see me? I believe that was his excuse. He also stole one of the games that the boys had saved up to buy themselves with their own pocket money. It's the least they owe me for all the crap I've bought for them. Anyway, on to the reason that I'm posting this here. The kids hadn't seen their dad in over a year. His choice, but one both Mary and I were thankful for, and the kids seemed to be a lot happier without him there to put the constant stress on him. That was until a week ago. We were drawing in the living room and watching Lion King for the millionth time when someone knocked on the door. Mary was out getting some shopping for her and an elderly relative whilst I stayed at home with the kiddos. Sally followed me to the door whilst her brothers were quite happy drawing. I answered the door and there he was. Kyle. This dude had decided to show up at the house uninvited during a pandemic to see three kids that he hadn't tried to contact in over a year. There was no hello or apology for not trying to be there for the kids. No, he demanded that he be let in the house and that he had every right to see them as he was their father. And, like most other times, Kyle couldn't help but raise his voice. Sally was absolutely terrified and had settled for standing behind me, clinging to my leg for safety. The boys had also heard and were peeking out from the living room to see what was going on. As much as I wanted to smack this witch, the kids were here and I was a professional so I had to act like it. I calmly told him he wasn't welcome in the house. 
Mary had told me on several occasions that he was not to see the children without her consent, and that if he wanted to visit the children, then he would have to have Mary's permission. He didn't like this one bit and started snapping at me that I had no right to keep him from seeing his children. I was just following the rules of my employer. He started hurling insults at me, accusing me of sleeping with Mary and trying to replace him as the children's dad. I am very gay and very much just friends with Mary. The children have slipped up and called me dad, as a lot of nannies will know, it happens. But I will gently correct them, though they have started referring to me as their uncle. Mary had asked me if this was okay, and I didn't have an issue with it. He even went as far as threatening me, telling me that he would just hurt me and take the kids. At this point, I was panicking a little. Sally would not let go of me, so I couldn't put her down on the floor inside the house. I tried to shut the door, but Kyle held it open. He yelled at me again that I had no right to do this as I'm just the nanny and he's their father. He's entitled to see those little brats if he wanted to. Yep, definitely a loving father there. I told him that he was scaring his daughter and politely asked him to stop yelling, leave and call Mary if he wanted to arrange a visit, though the kids didn't have to go if they didn't want to. He made a grab for Sally so I lifted her up into my arms and turned to the side so she was out of reach. I told him that he was not getting near my kids. I had strict instructions from their mother and I was going to follow them. Just to clarify, a lot of people in my area refer to kids they look after a lot as their kids, so I wasn't saying I was their father or anything and Kyle knew this. He started again with the insults, threatening all sorts. He was apparently going to kick my head in and was just generally causing a scene scaring the heck out of the kids. Eventually, I threatened to call the police and this managed to scare him enough that he finally left. Sally was scared out of her mind and clung to me for ages afterwards, crying if I tried to put her down and refusing to let go of my shirt. I decided to let her stay like that for a while as she was scared and just seeking comfort and reassurance. The boys were pretty shaken up too. I managed to distract them with a few games and movies and called Mary. She said she was going to contact the police. She's been talking about getting him to give up his parental rights and trying to get a restraining order. She doesn't think he'd ever hurt the kids, but his behavior today definitely worried her. He tries to use the kids as a way to get back at her. He knows how much she worries when he takes the kids, but he also knows there's not much she can do about it. He thinks he's entitled to see the kids and treat them however he sees fit just because he's their biological dad. The kids are doing better now, but they're still a bit shaken by what happened. Dylan came into my room a couple nights ago claiming to have had a bad dream about Kyle. He was fine after I read a few chapters of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to him. But he shouldn't be having nightmares because of Kyle in the first place. It's not fair on him. Anyways, that was the story of Kyle, the Entitled Dad. If anything major happens custody-wise, then Mary is asked that I updated you folks on it. I definitely think that some kind of legal action is pursuable here. This person should not be hurling insults, should not be aggressive the way they are, and it's a major concern for the the sanity and health of the kids. I would hope if that was ever put forward in front of a judge, they could understand what the right situation here is and what the right thing to do is. And maybe something like this story that they posted here on Reddit could also be used as reference. It's a great example of what's wrong and it brings it to the surface and to the public exactly what's going down here so maybe just the fact that it's got 1200 upvotes and comments and people having all their eyes on this would make enough of a difference to sway a judge's opinion who knows 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today, so if you enjoyed the stories today, please consider giving the video a like, and if you haven't, subscribe and turn notifications on so you'll never miss an upcoming video. And if you had a favorite story of the day, let me know which one and why in the comments down below. But no matter what you did, whether it was liking, commenting, subscribing, whatever you did, thank you all so very much for supporting me right here on the Storytime channel. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and as always, I'll be back tomorrow with more Reddit stories right here on the Storytime channel.